Mother's Day looks a lot different this year. Mommy needs a quarantine. And our moms may be spending a lot of time with their kids right now. A lot. Like, so, so much time. And even though they love their kids to the moon and back, Mommy, where are you going? sometimes moms need a little alone time. Mommy! You know, to recharge. Go talk to Daddy. Mommy! Where are you? But no matter what's happening in the world, their favorite way to spend time is with their family. In good times, in hard times. Mom! Hi. You're breaking everything! In uncertain times. Thank you, Mom, for making time for us every single day. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I ask that you would watch over us as we go to bed and rest, that you'd speak to us in Bible stories and speak to us in... Good morning, everyone. It is so nice to get to be with you all today, the Parkview family, even if it is just in an online format. Uh, for those of you that haven't met me, my name is Tony James. I used to be on staff at Parkview as the children's pastor for about three years. I left in October of 2016 to start a church plant here in LaGrange, Indiana called New Vision Church of the Nazarene. And even though I'm no longer on staff at Parkview, the people of that church and that church itself just have such a special place in my heart. And I'm so glad to get to be with you today. I want to start this morning with a word of prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come into your house and to learn from you and from the things that you have to teach us. I pray that you would give us wisdom as we study your word, that you would speak to us in a mighty way, and that we would just draw close to you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Today is Mother's Day. And for some people, Mother's Day is this fabulous time that they get to spend with their moms and do things and go places. And for others, it's a little bit more difficult. Uh, sometimes it's because they don't have children of their own or perhaps they didn't have a great relationship with their mom or maybe they don't even know their mom. But, and there's also the possibility that they could have lost their mom. But Mother's Day is a special day because we want to take the time to honor all the women who have influenced us in our lives. When I was doing some research for this sermon, I decided to look up the definition of the word mother. And I discovered that there are 10 definitions, not one, not two, but 10. And I'm not gonna go through all of those, but I wanna highlight three of them. Now, the first one is one you probably would think of immediately, just a female parent. Then there's another one that says a woman exercising control 
influence or authority like that of a mother. And the third one says something or someone that gives rise to or exercises protecting care over something else. Mothers, it seems, come in a variety of forms. And today we want to honor all of them. All of those who have helped us become who we are today. And we want to learn why their role is so important to us. Now, if you know me, you would know that I tend to do things on a bit of an interactive scale. And today will be no different, so I want to start with a couple of quick questions. I want you to answer these questions out loud wherever you are. So if you have people in the room, you can discuss together. If you're by yourself, I guess you can talk to yourself. That's fine. But here's the first question. How many times do you think that the word mother is mentioned in the Bible? And today, specifically, I'm talking about the NIV Bible. That's the one that I used for this. So how many times do you think the word mother is mentioned in the Bible? Go ahead and take a minute. Would you like to know how many of that times? It is 320 times. You can find the word mother 320 times in the Bible. Second question, how many times are we commanded to honor our father and mother? Guesses? It's probably more than you imagined. It's eight times. That particular instruction comes up eight times throughout scripture. Generally, we just think of it in the Ten Commandments, but that is repeated several times. So when I was looking through some of those 320 verses that deal with moms in the Bible, I came across a couple of things that I wanted to share. First of all, moms teach us. We're going to look at a couple of passages of Scripture that talk about this, and the, they come out of Proverbs. And there's actually only one that I'm going to read, but it's actually repeated in almost exactly the same thing later on in Proverbs. The two verses are Proverbs 1.8 and Proverbs 6.20. And they're not worded exactly the same, but they're very, very close. And Proverbs 1.8 says this, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Now, Proverbs is full of advice for life. It's all over the place telling us about things that will make us wise. And several times in Proverbs, we are told to listen to our parents, to follow their guidance, to heed what they say. It comes up over and over and over again because our parents do teach us. They teach us in a various, various forms and fashions. And for better or worse, we learn from them. Sometimes we learn things that we want to do, and sometimes we learn things that we don't want to do, but we definitely learn from them. So I want you to take a minute and just say out loud something that you learned from your mom or from an important woman in your life. What is something that you learned? Now, some of you are at home by yourselves and nobody heard your answer. 
But some of you are probably sitting with your family and I can picture the moms going through a couple of different uh, reactions. One being, oh, I'm so glad you learned that. And another being, I did not teach you that. I don't know what you're thinking. But the very idea that you could come up with anything at all just reminds us that we do indeed learn from our moms and from our parents. Now, teaching is done when you take the time to show someone else how to do something. Now that doesn't mean that it has to be a step-by-step -step instruction, but it is an act of being willing to share something that you know so that someone else can learn how to do the same thing. Now, when I look at my mom, there are many things that I've learned from her. She taught me to cook. She was my literal teacher in school when I was in elementary school because she was our teacher for homeschooling for several years. So she helped me with things like math and reading and, and those sorts of things. But she also taught me things like uh, fixing things. She was the one that generally would fix stuff in our house. And a lot of people associate repairs with the husband, but my mom really enjoys fixing things. And so I learned by watching her and seeing how she would do things that you don't have to be a guy to fix things. And she would show me how to do different things. And she taught me skills that I would need in my life later on. And maybe most importantly, she loved me enough to correct me when I was wrong, to discipline me when I'd done something that I shouldn't have. Now, she would make me learn from my mistakes. She didn't allow me to just skate through, but she walked through with me and taught me what I needed to know so that I could grow. Now, back to Proverbs again, over and over again, the writer tells us that wisdom comes through discipline and warns us against the foolishness of ignoring it. Now, I'm gonna give you a few examples of this because it's truly all over Proverbs, but we're just gonna pick out about three verses. And the first one is Proverbs 10:17, and this is what it says. Whoever heeds discipline shows the way to life, but whoever ignores correction leads others astray. Hmm. The second one is Proverbs 15, 15, and it says, A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. And the third one is Proverbs 19, 20, and it says, Listen to advice and accept discipline, and at the end you will be counted among the wise. One of the most important things that a mom can teach us is how to accept discipline. They help us understand that it's not a bad thing, but it helps us grow as people. Now, the next thing that I want to point out that I saw in the scripture is that moms influence us. Now, you might think that that's very similar to teaching, and there are some things that are the same, but it's actually a bit different. I want to look in Psalm chapter 116, verse 16. And in Psalm chapter 116, verse 16, this is what it says. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. Hmm, I served you just as my mother did. Then we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. 
And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, we see a bit further that it goes beyond just moms even. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, it says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. What we do matters. And what we saw our moms doing influences our own choices. If our mom sees something as important, we probably will too. And this goes for dads too. What you spend your time and energy on is being watched by those around you. And because your kids are grown doesn't mean that you're no longer influencing them. When I was growing up, I remember seeing my mom praying around the house. I remember waking up and seeing her at a kitchen table or on a, at a couch reading her Bible and studying scripture and spending time in prayer with the Lord. I also saw her practicing the piano or practicing music so that she could lead worship or be a part of a service somewhere in the best way possible. And I saw her painstakingly studying lessons for children's ministry. And what is interesting to me about that is that she would spend all this time studying and learning and reminding herself of a lesson that she had taught dozens of times before. But she wanted to be sure that she'd be able to do it properly for these kids that were going to be in front of her at that point. And do you know what? Her influence taught me the value of spending time with God. It showed me that if I want my relationship with him to grow, it takes effort on my part. It takes work, it takes time, and it takes discipline. I also learned that the lessons that I was preparing for children were important and that they were important enough for me to spend enough time and energy so that I could present them in the best way possible to those children. I was taught that quiet time with God would rejuvenate my walk and encourage my soul. I watched my parents prioritize things in life and I saw what they valued. Another example of that was that when I was younger in elementary school, we were living in a, in a southern state and we wanted to uh, play baseball. There was a, a baseball league near our house. And my brother and I were going to go and join the league. And my dad walked us down there and we were ready to, to be apart. And then we discovered that the practice times were going to conflict with church. And my dad immediately said, nope, sorry, we can't do this. And we left and walked home. And I remember as a kid thinking, ah, I wanted to play. But as I look back on it, I see that my parents were showing me from an early age what was important and what should take priority in my life. Not that that was bad or that what I would have been doing would have been a bad thing, but that my time with God and my time with the body of Christ should be more important. And I remembered that. I watched my parents as they worked several jobs sometimes in order to make ends meet, and I learned that hard work pays off that there's value in hard work. The influence of our parents 
ingrains into us and helps us become the people that we are today. What was important to them oftentimes became important to me. Now, it's important to note that just because something is important to our parents doesn't mean that we are automatically going to like it or that it's going to be something that we enjoy as much as they do. For example, my mom, since it's Mother's Day, my mom loves plants. I mean, she likes growing all sorts of things. Whether it's fruits, vegetables, uh, flowers, she likes to go out and work in a garden. She has all sorts of things. And when it comes to flowers or plants in general, she is the queen. She loves it and she's so good at it. And she gets so excited when things start budding and growing and, and she'll send me pictures on my phone or she'll I'll be talking to her on the phone and she's so excited about this. Me, on the other hand, I did not inherit that trait from her. I am not good with plants. As a matter of fact, uh, you may remember if you knew me when I was at Parkview that I am much more of a plant hospice. They come to me towards the end of their lives and I can usher them on. I have two plants in my house right now, neither of which are doing very well. One was given to me as a gift when I left Parkview. And I remember when they gave it to me, I looked at them and I had this like inquisitive look because the people that gave it to me knew that I kill plants. And she said, no, no, Pastor Tony, you cannot kill this plant. And I thought, challenge accepted. And so I took it with me and I have been keeping it alive. And it is indeed still alive, but I think it really wants to go. Like it's, it's, it's a spider plant and those things are supposed to grow like crazy. I mean, my mom had a spider plant. That thing could grow all over the place. Mine has been practically the same size for ages. I remember to water it occasionally, usually when it's almost completely dead and I'll put some water on it and then it kind of comes back to life and then it just looks at me like, why are you doing this to me? But even though I am no good at plants, whenever I see them, the influence of my mom's love for them comes out. And I see them and I try and see them the way she sees them. And I see the beauty in them and I can see how they light up the place where they happen to be. And though they may not be my thing, her influence shows me and helps me to appreciate them in a way that I probably wouldn't on my own. Now, the last thing I wanna point out is that moms encourage us. Now, this is not actually just a mom thing, but the fact is that part of the influence that our parents have is that when they encourage us or even discourage us, it has a bigger impact on our lives. Scripture tells us over and over again the importance of encouragement. In fact, in the NIV, you can find the word encouragement or encourage 54 times. It's all over the place. Being a follower of Jesus is not easy. Sometimes it's downright tough. And we need each other to encourage us. And when our moms come up and pat us on the back and say, hey, you're doing well, keep going. Or I'm praying for you, honey. I know you can do this. Or when they say, God is moving in your life and I can see it. These are things that make an impact on us and help us to continue to walk 
in our faith. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Encouragement is not something that stops. It's not like you just go up and encourage someone and, oh, I'm done. I've done. I have done my encouragement. I'm good to go. It's not really the way it works. Though it's great whenever you can give someone a piece of encouragement because that may turn around their day or help them in their walk in a way you never expected. But it's not something that we just want to do and be done. Encouragement continues throughout our lives, and we see that in our parents the way they encourage us. If our parents encourage us, we tend to encourage others. Do you see what I mean? There's a connection there. Encouragement is powerful. And a word from someone in your feeling down can turn that day around. So now that we've talked about why moms are important, I wanna ask you a few things. First of all, what are you teaching? Do you share the things that you're good at with others so that they can learn too? Or are you too busy to share? Does life get in your way to where you tend to be focused on you and you're not necessarily as focused on sharing what you know with others? I'm kind of that way sometimes because when I'm busy, I want to just do whatever it is. I just want to get it done so that I can move on to the next thing. But when I'm working with other people, if I don't take the time to show them what I'm doing, they won't know how to do it. And there may be a time that they need to do it without me. It's not just about life skills, though that's important. And people are watching us all the time and learning how to do things from the way we do things. But we want to be willing to share the gifts and talents that God has given us with others so that they can learn and do the same thing. So what are you teaching? Because you are teaching something. And just so that you know, even if your kids are grown, you're still teaching. My parents are people that I watch in their lives constantly because even though I am now an adult and living on my own, I still learn from them because the phase of life that they are in now, I will someday be in. And I can see what they're doing now and it shows me how to prepare for when I get there. Teaching is not something that stops. So it's important to know what you're teaching. The second thing is, how are you influencing the people coming behind you? What you do matters. People are watching what you value and they see where you put priority in your life and what you put your time and energy into. So they're watching to see what those priorities are. Does what they see point them to Jesus? Do your priorities match up with his? Do the things that you put value and effort in, are they things that he would put value and effort on? If not, it's not too late to change. And oftentimes, when we do make those changes in our lives because we've noticed that we're putting priority in places where there shouldn't be priority, people notice that too, and then they wonder why you changed, and oh my, now a door is opened, and you can tell them why you changed and who it is that has influenced that change in your life. It's important that we look at ourselves from time to time and see just where are we putting our value and our priorities because whether we realize it or not, 
Whether we have children around us or not, people are watching us. And there is an influence that we are giving and we wanna be sure that we are influencing people toward Jesus. Because if we're not, then we need to change so that that becomes our priority. And then finally, how are you encouraging those in your path? Sometimes the smallest things make the biggest efforts or the biggest impact, I should say. In my house, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm learning Korean and so all over my house there's these pictures and like uh, vocabulary lists and little posters of things to help me learn so that I can put into practice what I'm learning. And every time I, for example, when I'm in my bathroom, there's a, a poster on the mirror that has the words for different types of makeup and things that you might find in a bathroom. And, and uh, when I'm in my kitchen, there's a, a poster that has like furniture and things like that on it. So there's stuff all around my house so that I see it from time to time. And But in my kitchen, on the cabinet next to my stove, there are two post-it notes, just small little post-it notes that actually came from my dad a while ago. He'd sent me something in the mail and he, he doesn't tend to write a lot. He actually, he writes a lot. He just doesn't write letters much. And he had just scribbled a little note on a post-it note and stuck it in with what he'd sent me. And one of them is very simple. It just says, uh, hope you're having a great day. Love you, dad. And the other one says, be well, stay strong and keep on keeping on, love dad. And they're at eye level next to my stove. And anytime I cook, I see them. Why? Because planting a church is hard. Being away from your family is hard. It's tiring. It can be often discouraging. But when I see those post-it notes, I'm reminded that my parents are in this with me that they are praying for me, that they understand how difficult this job can be and that they are walking this road with me. Your words are powerful. And I am certain that when my dad wrote those little things on a post-it note, he did not think that I would take them and stick them on the, you know, the cabinet of my kitchen and look at them over and over again. I'm positive he didn't think that. But for me, they're important because they remind me that I'm not alone. Even when I might feel like I'm by myself, not only do I have God with me all the time, encouraging me and helping me to move forward, but I know that because I have these little post-it notes here, I have reminders that my parents are there as well. And they're praying for me and lifting me up to the Father and encouraging me to do what he has called me to do. So as we leave today, that's what I want you to think about. What are you teaching? How are you influencing those around you? And how are you encouraging others? These are important questions in our lives and our lives are answering them every day. So we need to know what those answers are. If you've been too focused on your own daily life to teach, it's not too late. If your influence isn't pointing people to Jesus, it's time to change that. And if you haven't been a source of encouragement, now is the time. Your life is being watched by those around you. What do they see?
Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for this time that we've had as we study your word, as we honor the people that you have placed in our path who have influenced us and taught us along the way and given us encouragement. And Lord, I pray that you would help us in the coming days to look at our own lives and to answer those questions, to be able to see just what are we teaching? How are we influencing the people around us? What are they seeing in us as the priority? And I pray that you would open doors so that we can encourage those around us who just might need a few words of encouragement, who need something to uplift them on a difficult day or to know that there's someone praying for them. Lord, it is such a privilege to be a part of your family and I pray that you would help us to do all that we can to point others to you. And if there's something in our lives that is keeping us from doing that, I pray, Lord, that you would show it to us so that we can change it and, and that we can be the people that you'd have us be. We love you, Lord, and we give all that we have to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for letting me be with you this week. I hope you have an amazing day in the Lord.